Hello and welcome. So today I just want to speak about the word of the gospel again. I want to speak about what brings power into our lives. Okay? So uh, you can turn with me to Galatians chapter 3. Oh, you poor and silly and thoughtless and unreflecting and senseless Galatians. So he's not really holding back the punches here. Okay? <laughs> Who has fascinated or bewitched or cast a spell over you unto whom right before your very eyes Jesus Christ was openly and graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified? Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit as the result of obeying the law and doing its works, or was it by hearing the message of the gospel and believing it? Was it from observing a law of rituals or from a message of faith? So you, you have to choose between the two. It's either the law of rituals or it is a message of faith. Okay. So how he, he implies by asking this question that we receive the Holy Spirit by hearing and believing the message that we heard. Okay. So what is this message? The message of Jesus Christ dying for the sins of the world being crucified on the cross to fulfill all, all the law, and that you are now forgiven and set free and declared righteous and justified before God by faith. Okay. So, if you hear that and believe that, you are holy and justified before God. So now, if the Holy Spirit is in your life, there will be power. Power to do certain things. Okay. So, uh, let's just read on a bit. Verse 5. Then does he who supplies you with his marvelous Holy Spirit and works powerfully and miraculously among you do so on the grounds on, of your doing what the law demands or because of your believing in and adhering to and trusting and relying on the message that you heard. Thus Abraham believed in and adhered to and trusted and relied on God and it was reckoned and placed to his account and credited as righteousness. Now and understand this, that it's really the people who live by faith who are true sons of Abraham. So you hear the message, as you believe it, it finds entrance into your heart and you receive the Holy Spirit. So if you know that you believe in Jesus Christ, that you are justified, declared righteous, made holy by the blood of Jesus, if you believe that your sins are forgiven because of what Jesus did on the cross, then you have the Holy Spirit. Okay. So when that Holy Spirit comes, you will do wonderful, miraculous, and powerful works. Okay. So he says, he asks here, um, Then he who supplies you with his marvelous Holy Spirit and works powerfully and miraculously among you, do so, so it happens, does he do so on the grounds of you, your doing what the Lord demands, or because of you believing the message. Okay, so if you believe the message of the gospel, you will have a continuous supply of the Holy Spirit, and you will be able to do powerful and miraculous signs and wonders by faith in Christ. Okay, so uh, just on that ground, we can just go to Romans chapter 1. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ. For it is God's power working unto salvation, for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also the Greek. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. Okay, so now, the Holy Spirit 
comes when we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is the power that saves us. Why? Because as we hear and believe the gospel, the Holy Spirit comes and He works powerfully and miraculously among us by a continuous supply of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 10, he says, No one who believes in Him will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. So to me, when I read this, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I see this, that... I can speak this gospel boldly and I can know that this gospel will never drop me. It will never put me to shame. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I never get shame because of the gospel. Because it will always remain true and there will always be a power released bringing people to salvation. There will always be a power released that heals the sick and raises the dead and do stuff like that. So the forgiveness of sins will give you power for the healing of sickness. It will give you power for anything. So the gospel says you are forgiven. And remember the gospel is a power of God. This gospel, it's a message. okay? But this message has Christ inside the message. And when we hear and believe it, that power comes in us. And we are able to do the things that Christ has done. Okay. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency and might... When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Okay. So, what is a witness? A witness is someone who sees something, and then later goes and testifies of what he saw. So, if we see something that empowers us, we will be able to do works which will bear witness of the power of salvation of the gospel. So, if we hear and believe the message, the Holy Spirit comes with the message, and it stirs our hearts, and we receive power. Okay? And now that we have the power, we can do works. And this works testifies to the truth of the message. So, if someone preaches to you a legalistic word, and there's no signs, wonders, and miracles, just take your stuff and go. Go to a place where you can see this, these people are preaching the kingdom of God, pre preaching a word that brings power to the people. Uh, where they lay hands on the sick. There are miracles happening there. Go there and hear what those people are saying. And even then, let the word that the people preach to you be tested by the word. If it's centered in Christ crucified on the cross, if it's centered in the forgiveness that Christ has given us, here, open your heart and you will receive power. But if, if it's centered in you and what you must do to receive power, then I suggest you leave. Okay? <laughs> I think it's really a, a bold thing to say, but really, we need to stop listening to things that disqualify us for power. Okay? So, Paul was really, really uh, worked up in Galatians chapter 3. He said to the people, You stupid, senseless, foolish, unreflecting Galatians who has bewitched you what happened there a legalistic word came in people came in from the side and they tried to bring another gospel a gospel with works and laws with the Ten Commandments with Moses they brought that gospel and Paul was upset why was Paul upset he said let me ask you this question where does the power come from from you obeying the law or from hearing a message that, and believing it Okay, so if we hear a message and believe it, we receive that word, which is the power of God unto salvation. The Holy Spirit comes with the word, and we receive this spirit word in us, and it changes us and gives us power, and we are able to do the things which God 
wants us to do. Okay? So, uh, and that will make us witnesses. <laughs> it will make us see unseen things. It will make us know unknown things. So that we can go testify to the world and reveal Christ. Because the world cannot see Christ. But the world can see us. So if we reveal Christ, then the world will be able to see Christ in us. Christ is revealed in His church. And the only way Christ can be revealed in His church is when people, the church, believe and receive the Holy Spirit by faith and demonstrate Christ to the world. Okay? So uh, let's go to James chapter 1, verse 18. And it was of His own free will that He gave us birth as sons by His word of truth, so that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures, a sample of what he created to be consecrated to himself. So we were begat, he gave us birth as sons by his word of truth. Okay, so in, in John chapter 1, he says, In the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God, and he was, was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. And then he says, He, which is the word, came to his own, but his own received him not. But as many as did receive him, gave he power to become sons of God, as many as believe in his name, who owe their birth not to the will of the flesh, neither to bloods, but they are born from above, they are born of God. Okay. So if we hear and believe this message, this message comes, enters our hearts, and when it enters our hearts, this Word, which is Christ Himself, comes and becomes flesh in us. And we have the power to become sons of God. Okay, so now, He begat us. James chapter 1 again. Okay, so begat means the Word became flesh in us, we believed on His name, and we have now received the power to become sons of God. What is that power? The Holy Spirit. We are born of the Spirit, we are born of God. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. Okay, so how are you doers of the word? Okay, you hear the message of forgiveness. You hear that you can do the things that Christ did when you believe. Then you just go out and you do the works of Christ. Okay, so I hear the message. The message gives me a new birth in Christ. He gave us the power to become sons of God. So now we have the power to get rid of all uncleanness. How? By receiving the word which rooted and implanted in our hearts contains the power to save our souls. What is that power? The Holy Spirit. What does that power do? It deactivates the sinful desire in us and it activates the holy desire in us. So what it does now is we stop willing to do the things of the flesh. Okay? So then we don't have to try to be something we're not. We're just being. And we are being by a new nature in Christ which has been imparted to us by grace. So we receive the Holy Spirit. Now we are born of God. And now that Holy Spirit is leading us and giving us new promptings and new desires in the newness of life. And we can do the things that God has called us to do. Which things? Powerful, miraculous signs and wonders and healings and all things that we need to be able to do. Okay? So what, what will help you to move in power, 
to hear the right message, the right word concerning Jesus Christ that died for the sins of the world. If you hear and believe that, then the power comes into you and you are able to do the things that Christ did and even greater things. Okay? So, uh, the power of God will come upon you after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. How does the Holy Spirit come upon you? You hear and believe the message of Jesus Christ. That simple. Okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. For the story and the message of the cross is sheer absurdity and folly to those who are perishing and on their way to perdition. But to us who are being saved, it is the manifestation of the power of God. So what is the manifestation of the power? The message of Christ crucified. For it is written, I will baffle and render useless and destroy the learning of the learned. So your faith is not supposed to be in education. Your faith is supposed to be in the power of God. And the philosophy of the philosophers and cleverness of the clever and the discernment of the discerning. I will frustrate and nullify them and bring them to nothing. Where is the wise man, the philosopher? Where is the scribe? Where is the investigator, the logician, the debater of this present time and age? Has not God shown up the nonsense and folly of this world's wisdom? For when the world with all its earthly wisdom failed to perceive and recognize and know God by means of its own philosophy, God in His wisdom was pleased through the foolishness of preaching to save those who believed who clung to, trusted, and relied on Him. For while the Jews demandingly ask for signs and miracles, and Greeks pursue philosophy and wisdom, we preach Christ crucified. Preaching which to the Jews is a scandal and an offensive stumbling block that springs a snare or a trap. And to the Gentiles, it's absurd and utterly unphilosophical nonsense. But to those who are called, and that is you listening to me now today, whether Jew or Greek, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So if you believe in Jesus Christ, this message of Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God that God reveals to you. Okay? Verse 25. This is because the foolish thing that has its source in God, because the world calls the gospel foolish, is wiser than men. And the weak thing, because they call the gospel weak, is stronger than men. So this thing that they call weak and foolish is stronger than anything of men. For simply consider your own call. Not many of you were considered to be wise according to human estimates and standards. Not many influential and powerful. Not many high or high and noble birth. No, for God selected and deliberately chose what is in the world. What in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame, and what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame. And God also selected and deliberately chose what in the world is low-born and insignificant and branded and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing, that He might depose and bring to nothing the things that are, that no mortal man should have pretense for glorifying and boast in the presence of God. But it is from Him that you have your life in Christ Jesus, whom God made our wisdom from God, revealed to us as a knowledge of the divine plan of salvation previously hidden, manifesting itself as our righteousness, thus making us upright and putting us in right standing with God, and our consecration, making us pure and holy, and our redemption, providing our ransom from eternal penalty for sin. So then, as it is written, let him who boasts and proudly rejoices 
and glories. Boast and proudly rejoice and glory in the Lord. As for myself, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony and evidence of the mystery and secret of God concerning what He has done through Christ for the salvation of men in lofty words of eloquence or human philosophy and wisdom. For I resolved to know nothing, to be acquainted with nothing, to make a display of the knowledge of nothing, and to be conscious of nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So Jesus Christ and Him crucified is the power of God unto salvation. That is powerful than anything that man can come up with. That is the way that you will be able to recognize God, that the veil can be stripped of your eyes, and that you will see that Christ is the, the Savior of the world. If you hear and believe the message of what Jesus Christ did for you. Now verse 3, now listen to this. And I was passed in a state of weakness and fear and dread and great trembling after I had come among you. And my language, so he didn't come with, with you know, great confidence in himself. <laughs> he came with trembling and fear, okay? But he trusted the Holy Spirit, okay? So now listen to this. And my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive, enticing, plausible words of wisdom philosophy and that. He did not come with that. But they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, approved by the Spirit and power of God, operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men and human philosophy, but in the power of God. So the Holy Spirit comes with the message preached. So it's like, you know, these, these kids blowing bubbles. <laughs> these small little bubbles. It's like the words. And inside every bubble is Jesus. Okay? He's in everything. The Holy Spirit is in every word. So if that word, which is, you know, just picture it like a bubble, comes and it pops in your ear and Jesus is in your heart. Okay? It's just a simple way of explaining it. But the Holy Spirit and power stirred in the minds of the hearers of Paul most holy emotions. So they sat there listening to this guy. And as they were listening to this guy going on and on about this message of this Jesus who died for the sin of the world, they just heard it and suddenly they started to feel, wow, but something's happening when this guy is speaking. There's a power when he speaks. Okay? So his words were, was in power. So that their faith might not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So as people speak, who have the anointing, you listen to it and you start to feel something happen. Okay? So I've had so many testimonies in the services where people come to me afterwards and they, they say, as I was preaching, they felt like a burning in their hearts. As I was just preaching, they just sat there, they just heard what I said, and they started to feel a burning. Okay? And many times I sat listening to preachers and I felt my heart burn with the anointing, with the power of God. Okay? So I felt holy emotions. <laughs> I felt the holy joy of God. I felt the holy power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And that convinced me, this is the truth. The Spirit of truth operated on me and stirring in my mind most holy emotions persuaded me that this message that this guy was preaching to me was the truth. Okay? <laughs> so um, just think of it this way. If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. So 
after someone spoke to you, you know, someone's people come to me and they say, okay, pastor this said this, and you know, all these titles, <laughs> different preachers, reverent and highly reverent, and all the, this guy said this, and that guy said that, so now they're confused again. So I just ask them, okay, if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. After that guy spoke to you and you're now confused, did you feel free? No. Okay, so after I spoke to you, did you feel free? Yes. Okay, so now, judge for yourself. <laughs> the sun will set you free. If you feel free after someone spoke to you, you probably heard the truth. If you felt condemned and in bondage and you felt bad after someone spoke to you, guess what? You didn't hear the truth. So, the word in which the Spirit is, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the grace of God, will stir in your minds and hearts most holy emotions and will persuade you. And when you hear it, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will have power. So the word itself is a power that saves you. So hear and keep on hearing because faith comes by hearing. Hear, 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 hear. You hear it and that word saves you. Okay, But you are saved because you believe. But continually, day after day, it saves you and it changes you. Okay, So keep on hearing the word. Okay, But the more you hear the word, the more it saves you. The more there is the power of faith in your life to be able to do something. Okay. So the power is twofold. Firstly, the power is there to save you and to change you in manifestation to the truth which says you are already holy. Okay. And the other side of it is it makes tremendous power in your life available so that you can go and do the works that God has, has commanded you to do. So Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 12, You will do the very things that I did. If you believe in me, you will do the things that I did and even greater than these because I go to my Father. So, why because I go to my Father? You are in Christ. <laughs> and Christ is now with the Father, which means you are with the Father. So if you believe in Jesus, you are in Christ and you are with the Father in the Father. That means the same works that Jesus did because He was one with the Father, you can do now because you are now one with the Father. Now Jesus did not seek His own will. Jesus sought to do the will of the Father. So now if we hear and believe in Jesus, then our desires change and we are changed to do the will of the Father and not our old will. Okay, so the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it changes you, it comes into you, and it changes you. So let's go to James chapter 5, verse 15. And the prayer that is of faith will save him who is sick, and the Lord will restore him, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Okay, so what is faith? Faith is something that happens to you when you believe that Jesus has forgiven you and that his blood has cleansed you. Okay, so why will that prayer save someone who is sick? Because when you believe the gospel, power is released and then people will be healed. Okay, so now, um, verse 16. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults and slips and your sins, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored to spiritual tone of mind and heart. So there, there is a place where people can say, wow, man, you please help me with this. I'm struggling with this and that and that. So you pray for one another, and then the prayer will, will help the guy and save him. So now listen to this. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man 
makes tremendous power available dynamic in its working. Okay, so who is the righteous man? Those who believe that they are justified by free grace because of the blood of Jesus. Okay, so if you believe that you are justified, you are righteous, and your prayer will make tremendous power available. So faith in the gospel brings power. Okay, and that power is dynamic in its working, and it will save the sick, and it will restore people who have maybe um, fallen into sin or stuff. It will restore them to a life where they live in manifestation, a holy life in Christ. Okay, so uh, verse 17, Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and a constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. And then he prayed again, and the heavens supplied rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. <laughs> okay, so what I'm saying to you now is, if a prophet in the Old Testament could, could pray, and this was the result of it, how much more can you, who are righteous, declared righteous by the gospel of Christ, pray and see tremendous power available? Okay? So, uh, Matthew 11 and Luke 7 says... Um, John the Baptist was the greatest of all the Old Testament prophets. But even the least in the kingdom is greater than you. So you are in the kingdom because you have been born again, because you have received your, your uh, birth as a free gift by the word of God from above. Okay, so you are in the kingdom. So you are greater than all the prophets. <laughs> Which means, you who believe... You are righteous. Okay, you can pray and see tremendous power. You can go your lay, lay your hands on the sick because of the word of Christ and see tremendous power. And you will experience this power changing you, changing your desires, and you will no longer see the old person, but Christ living his life through you. I've been crucified with Christ. No longer I live, but Christ lives within me. The life I live, I live for him who loved me and gave himself up for me. So I can tell you now that when you hear and believe the right message, the gospel of Christ, Christ takes hold of your body and he takes over and he lives and his power is revealed in you and no one sees your old self anymore. Okay, so I just wanted to bring this to you. Um, I pray that God will really, really reveal His grace, His goodness, and His mercy towards you. I pray that you will understand the power of God unto salvation. I pray that you will experience uh, every day, day after day, this power at work in you, and that people will be saved and set free through your life. In Jesus' name.